and welcome to episode 7 of Checkpoint Done Podcast. It's the 19th of January 2016 and I'm joined by Terry. Hello. Hello. We're in that period in January where not a lot's happening, there's not a lot of money going around, there's not a lot of games, not a lot of anything really. So so I guess, tell me, what have you been doing with yourself, Terry? It's a bit barren really, isn't it? It's yeah. not <laughs> the January lull. Um, not a lot really. It's kind of real life in the way of playing things and doing stuff yeah i would rather be doing so it's just a lot of work related crap yeah um so yeah it's just mainly been you know just kind of the the, the basic things you know playing games doing all this that and the other and then working finding it a complete bind uh the only kind of real thing uh of note that i have is that i'm starting to build up a decent vinyl collection okay now, I told you uh, last episode, I believe, uh, that I got a vinyl record player for Christmas. And you got the, um, was it Metal Gear vinyl to go with it? Yeah, it was the Metal Gear Rising yeah. um, soundtrack to go along with it, which is awesome. Okay. And uh, since then, I think I've got about five more vinyl. Okay, cool. Um, so there's a band, a band, a duo I like called Power Glove. They did the... Far Cry 3 Blood yes, Dragon yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. So I got their limited edition uh, pressing of their EP and the Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon soundtrack. Oh, fantastic. Which I feel, you know, fits into the realm of 80s sounding soundtrack yeah. vinyl. It just kind of meshes well. Uh, and then I had bought Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Obviously. It's uh, yeah. picture vinyl. And then I got the Back to the Future soundtrack as well. Oh, interesting. Well, the first one. Yes, and that's also picture vinyl as well. So it's looking rather awesome. Very good. Um, so I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to find things at the moment that kind of fits into that. This is essential on vinyl, right? Okay. And I've had some people recommend a couple things to me, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm open to recommendations. But I'm trying to build up a, a decent collection of stuff. But that's pretty much about it. That's that's all I've really been doing. Oh, fantastic. Well, I, I mean, lead a very f- not exciting existence. <laughs> uh, to be fair, between between the last episode and this episode, I haven't really done much for um, real life reasons as well. Um, I mentioned a couple of episodes ago we were having new windows fitted, mm. and uh, pretty much the entire of last week was uh, windows being fitted. So everything was under dust sheets. We had to basically. I was getting home from work and putting curtains back up so we could just get on with the evening, then take them all back down in the morning, and you know, Jesus, yeah, just lots of horrible stuff. I mean. I mean, they've done it and they've done a cracking job, um, mm-hmm. uh, but they didn't get done till nearly seven o'clock on Friday night as well. So just kind of eats into your chill out evening, do whatever you want, especially on a Friday. Yeah, very much so. So, I mean, because I mean, my um, quite annoyingly, my man clave has been under dust sheets for most of the time. So I've n- I didn't really get the chance to play any games, which will obviously come through when we get to the game section. Mm-hmm. But that was quite annoying. So I actually got around to playing on the Vita. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But we'll cover that mm. in the next section. Sure. Anything else? Yeah. So I've been keeping up with the uh, no drinking. Uh, unlike some people, I'm not going to mention their names on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I've, to be fair, I'm I'm fine with it now. Um, the, the hardest bit is on say Sunday, Sunday evening when we've done everything, we've got ready for work. And what we used to do was sit down and watch a couple of films, have a few beers and just like zone out and then go to work on Monday. 
that's becoming the hardest because I've been watching some films and I'm thinking, yeah, if I watched this with some beers in me, it'd probably been quite a good film. Mm. So, I mean that that speaks to the film the fact that you can't enjoy it sober. Well, not. <laughs> Yeah, well, not not enjoy it sober, but it would have been better with beer, if that makes sense. It kind of relaxes the brain. So, I mean, it's like, um, I mean, th- this wasn't one of the films, but let's say, for example, the Expendables movie. Mm-hmm. Watching those sober compared to watching those with some beers inside them, it's it's a game changer of how good those films become. That should be a section in HMV. All these films <laughs> fueled by alcohol. Yeah, like the Turtles movie, the Transformers movie, <laughs> just things blowing up. Things that you don't yeah. have to think about. While you're in a, a hungover, or, or should I say drunk state. Yeah, yeah. Been keeping up with my exercise as well, so that's that's all mm. good. Um, I had a look at the app earlier. I'm 17 weeks away from Tough Mudder, and they've recently released a, a, a video for the, the new stuff this year. I looked at, about, looked at it and went, ah. <laughs> Some of those look quite evil. Feeling uh, somewhat unprepared for it. Yeah, so I've kind of stepped up my game with the training and stuff. So it's 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 going to be interesting. Yeah, by the sounds of it. Yeah. I, must, I must admit, you've because um, we've been talking uh, obviously in between episodes and yeah. and stuff like that. And you know, I've I've told you for a while that I've I've been wanting to lose the old weight, yeah, lose the old gut, and uh, so far so good. It's been. Uh, it's been working out all right, so I've been exercising a hell of a lot more than I was mm. and eating a lot less shit. If it tastes like cardboard, it's fine. Yeah. Um, if it's got any form of flavor, it's bad for you, yep. is the advice that you gave me. So <laughs> I've been following that. So, yeah, it, my mouth is like a like I've been chewing on uh, cardboard for the past couple of weeks. But, you know, it's benefiting. So Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Oh, very good. I'm glad it's working for you. Yeah, definitely. So what have we been playing? I'll start off with this because some of these are going to overlap. Um, mm-hmm. So when, I think the week after we recorded last, um, I think I mentioned I was playing Borderlands 2 then. Um, yeah. It's really got to me now and I've just been playing it pretty much constantly. Um, so much so that when the Man Cave was under dust sheets, I managed to turn on the PS4 via remote play. I cross-saved, okay. I, I moved my profile uh, up into the cloud, moved it down to my Vita, and sat there playing on the Vita with Borderlands 2. That's some proper dedication to that game. Yeah. Well, last <laughs> night I I played the, um, the Gunzerker, I think it was. Uh, no, sorry, the Soldier. Um, I played that mm. enough to get the trophy with the, I think it's kill 100 people with the turret. So I've now right. paused that character, and I started up uh, Zero character, the, the Assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at the achievement list, you've got to get them to like level 23 or something. Jesus, right, okay. So that's going to be pretty challenging. And then, um, again, the Gunzerker, you've got, got to get quite high in the Siren. You've got to get quite high um, just to ding their Chivos. I mean, this is this is where it overlaps because, I mean, we, we you know, have had like, what, two or three co-op sessions with yeah, that game? Yeah, um, Finally finished the campaign on Sunday. Yes, uh, after a decent uh, session, no, it was it was good. I that's the first time I finished Borderlands Two, and I feel bad in a sense that I didn't spend as much time as I should have when it initially came out. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I was looking back because I'm halfway through writing the um, writing up Borderlands Two because I've only myself just recently completed it, mm-hmm. and I was looking back and I actually bought Borderlands Two on the way home from uh, Eurogamer 2012. Right. So when we when we finished the Eurogame challenge, I bought two copies on the way home for me and Christina to play, and bought it on the 360. Right. Okay. So since then, I've I've also bought it on the PS. Oh no, I think we got it th- free on the PS3. Did we? I think it was. Um, uh, yes, PS I think. Game. I think it was. Yeah. So I bought that and all the DLC. And then it came out on the Vita, so I bought that version. And then it came cheap on Steam, so I bought that version. Yeah. It it felt like it, it it was always one of those games that oh yeah I really want to proper invest some time into it yeah and then it felt like I can't I want to put time into it but the prospect of how big is this game kind of became overwhelming so I'd play like other games in between I'll come back to that eventually and then just never did yeah yeah even though that because I loved the first Borderlands yeah really didn't think. I was going to like it as much as I did, and I ended up coming out of that right, really loving that game because uh, the sense of humor and everything in it is is awesome. It's it, it really is on point. It looks really nice. Uh, the cell shade and stuff, especially on PS4. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there uh, was there was one thing. I mean, so you know the in, initial bit. I can't I can't remember what the area is called uh, where you first meet Hamlock for the first time. Yeah, and you've got uh, it's only about half an hour in, but you've got um, handsome Jack talking to you, and he's calling you butt stallion. I've been <laughs> through that level probably about ten times now with all yeah. different characters on different platforms, and the whole butt stallion gag still makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. It <laughs> it is it's very well written. Yeah, yeah, very uh, much. It, you know, having played it, um, like I said, to completion with with yourself uh, for the first time. It goes places where I didn't think it would go to. Yes. And certain things happen in it that are quite surprising, really, but uh, very well done. It's not like, a oh, that's really, um, you know, there's none of that. It, it, it really does feel uh, that the script is very well. And it feels like, is this really a spoiler? It feels like they kind of leave it open for more. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, I don't think that's a spoiler, is it? No. Well, it's same with the other Borderlands. You complete the storyline and then the story continues. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's we were talking about it earlier today and, and saying it feels like something that we need to platinum. Yeah, yeah. It's going to probably be, you know, an uphill struggle, but it'll well, be worth it. I mean, I was looking through it and, and apart from the class ones that you have to do um the toughest ones are probably going to be the challenges yeah because it's like get I, I think the ones i was struggling with because i never use a shotgun is get like 120 um up close and personal shots with a shotgun and stuff like that mm-hmm. and because I, I always play a ranged character i have to do all those so maybe maybe i'll switch to shotgun for when we go through the dlc because i think we've got four lots of dlc to go through yeah and uh even after that we've got i totally forgot that we've got pre-sequel We've got pre-sequel, and also we've got all the headhunter stuff in Borderlands 2 as well. Yeah. Um, So I reckon there's still, uh, even if we just stick with the main characters that we've got, I reckon we've still got another 20, 30 hours. And that doesn't seem like, to me anyway, it doesn't seem overly daunting. No. Any form of Borderlands content I can get, I'm more than happy to to play that. Um, 
especially Borderlands 2, having uh, such a positive experience with it, I'm more than willing to take any content they can throw at me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, the first the, the reason I went down this journey was because I wanted to play um, the Telltale games, the Tales from Borderlands. Yeah. Um, but it's set after Borderlands 2, so I was like, oh. <laughs> so, but then reading up, if I understand correctly, you the first three chapters are after Borderlands 2, and the the second sorry the last two chapters um are to do with the pre-sequel so like oh i have to play through everything well they they must have known because uh playstation have had a sale on recently yes and then it's a january sale and then because obviously you know by now if you listen to this how we feel about sales um well colored sales uh, specifically and uh, it said like new games added and it's tales of the borderlands the season pass yeah it's like seven quid or something isn't it yeah so i dropped on it it was like oh okay by this point we'd not even finished it and it was like ah fine i'm gonna gonna download it and i will play through it and then you told me that and it's like shit i had to play through the pre-sequel first but that's fine (laughs) nice (laughs) but more more borderlands I'm, i'm more than happy with that yeah indeed I tried, um, I wanted to try the steering wheel because, you know, I got the steering wheel for Christmas and I was quite annoyed that Need for Speed didn't work with it. Yeah. So I was looking through my rental list and knowing I had some big games to play and I thought, well, I don't really want to waste it. So I'll, I'll get a driving game, something that works with the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So I probably spent about an hour just trying to configure my steering wheel to work with it properly. Not, not that it didn't work straight out of the box. It, it was just a bit twitchy. So the dead zones were off and stuff like that. Yeah. After about an hour, I gave up with the steering wheel because it was just basically you turn it about half halfway and you'd end up doing like a, a U-turn. It was like, really? <laughs> so then tried it straight with the controller and it, and it worked perfectly. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, th- I mean, the annoying thing, the steering wheel works fine with uh, like Forza Horizon, things like that. Yeah. Um, so I know it's not the steering wheel. It just must be how sensitive it is. Is that not just an option that you could turn down? Well, that's the thing. So it gives you a lot of options for sensitivity, dead zone, and all that kind of good stuff. But it was about an hour, and I got it. I got it good, but I wouldn't say it was perfect. And then switched right. the controller and just absolutely flew around this course I'd just been trying to get around. I went, mm, and so I sent that back. <laughs> right. Okay. What I did then get, I've got Tomb Raider, so I've got um... that on the side. However, I'm not letting myself play it because I'm, so I thought, right, I want to play Tomb Raider, but I know Mm -hmm. if I put that in, then that'll be me for like the most of this month and next month. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'll do Assassin's Creed Revelations first. Oh, okay. So I started off, I think think I've done the first two sequences I'm on with the third. (laughs) What was quite interesting was just remembering the controls again. Because right, okay. if I, I was like, right, I'm sure I basically hold two buttons down and just run. <laughs> uh, and I think it is, it's like shoulder button and the um, and the X button. And basically you just kind of run around, do your stealthy stuff. The AI is pretty poor because uh, it was just like, uh, you've played Assassin's Creed games, haven't you? I Yeah, I've played a little bit, yeah. Yeah, well, basically I, I went into this area. I was in these underground caverns or something like, and I kind of jumped off somewhere stab somebody, climbed up on something. Then there's like a kind of in Metal Gear where you get the exclamation mark. 
Um, right, like, oh, okay. what's that over there? And I just went run at this guy, stabbed him in the chest. Run another guy, <laughs> stabbed him in the chest. It's <laughs> <Just> like, really? <laughs> you can't see this. There's bodies everywhere. Yeah, that was what always got me about that game. But uh, I'm not the biggest Assassin's Creed fan. I think it was the first. I think the first one spotlight for me. I I really enjoyed the first one because I played that when it was um, when it was the only Assassin's Creed game. Uh, yes. And back then it was quite unique. Uh, open world games weren't really a thing back then. It was, but the problem I had was there wasn't enough variety. I understand mm, that nowadays yeah. there is a, a hell of a lot more variety to mission structure and all this, that, and the other. Yeah, but yeah. it was like, oh, go do this, follow this person, go stab that dude, rinse and repeat. And it was like, ah. Yeah, to be fair, the first one was very much like that. You kind of unlocked an area and you had to do X amount of quests in that area to then move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's totally changed since then. It's a lot more open world and a lot more... I mean, I remember when I was playing Assassin's Creed 2, or there, there was one area where it said, right, go to this area, uh, go to your mission marker. And if you went straight to the mission marker and just ignore the town, then that progressed the story. What? Like missing out potentially 10 hours worth of play. So, anyway. God damn it, Assassin's Creed. And then finally, I've been playing um, a game which I can't talk about uh, due to NDS. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I, without mentioning names or anything like that, something I wasn't too sure about, but something I'm very tempted to do day one. Okay. Um, again, I think it's okay to say that the game is going to be free to play and is a big open world game i can see where they're going to monetize it but the game is absolutely stunning looking it's using um it's first game i've seen using the unreal 4 engine um so yeah i mean i i played the beta um it's closed beta um Mm -hmm. beautiful landscape um a very rich environment just full of life um is the best way i can describe it it's just the time i spent in it I wanted to spend a lot more time in there. Okay. In the same way, uh, I mean, uh, you've never played Warcraft, but in the same way that the um, the Warcraft universe, so World of Warcraft, you you just kind of log in and you feel you're in this virtual world. Mm-hmm. Um, I got exactly the same from this, uh, which is kind right. of scary. Ah, so the, that's more in a sense of it looks gorgeous, it plays really well. Oh shit, I'm going to spend hundreds of hours in this game. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, plus it's it's uh, it's full online co-op. I think it, it's an MMO actually. Uh huh. All right. Okay. So I can see the uh, yeah the appeal between that and Warcraft. I mean, is this is this game? Is it coming out soon? Do we is have they whether it is have they said when it's coming out? I'm or? not sure of the date, but I think it is quite soon. I know it's this year. Um, right, and okay. I think it's in the first half of this year. Um, I mean, okay. to be honest, the 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 beta is solid. It's um, I didn't have any issues with it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can't be far off. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, you know, if if you had a positive experience with it, I mean, obviously when the game's released, then you, know, you can obviously talk about it a bit more. I'm guess you say this is free to play, right? Based on what I've seen, yeah, it's a free to play model because there are shops that do things. Now you say this, but there are paid games out there that do the same thing. This is but, true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll find out uh, when it's released. Yeah, yeah. At least you've had a good time with it, a good time with the uh, beta. Yeah, very much. I mean, t- to be fair, I only played about two hours. 
And as it started at the beginning of the game, I got enough out of it to get a good feel for how big the game's going to be and mm-hmm. how the uh, payment model is going to work and just how you interact with well, the universe. Uh, I, ju- there, I mean, there were just some really nice effects. There was like, uh, there's one section that was, um, I can't remember what it was. You walk into an area and it was almost like confetti went up. Um, right. But just how realistic it all looked and everything, I was just, I, I was really blown away. Oh, fair enough. That's a, a bit as well. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so apart from Borderlands, um, what have you been playing? I'm trying to play Just Cause 3. Okay. You were struggling with it last time, weren't you? I'm still struggling with it. Okay. Um, I've played a little bit of it, and I mean by a little bit, I mean maybe half an hour. Okay. It's just not grabbing me at all. Um, and this should be – it's this to me screams like it's the Michael Bay of games, like right. everything explode ever. And Sounds awesome. Yeah, well, it does in theory, but – I just don't know. I, I just don't know what it is about it. I'm just not into it at all. I mean, I've heard, uh, I, I've heard many other people refer to it and they say it's just a tech demo. There's yeah. no real story. There's no real anything. It's just a shit blows up and it looks good doing it. Pretty much, yeah. It's like, blow shit up. Is there anything else? Well, there's a story over here, but you know. I mean, I've spent some time going around and... Uh, taking out like there's bases and stuff that you can take out and you've got like a set list of right you need to do this 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 and this to like liberate this area yeah um so you go through and it kind of as you're going around it kind of marks things on the map if you've missed it and i've done a couple of you know a couple of those since uh i played it last and it's just like if this is all you've got and this really loose story i just don't see me playing it much longer all right um, it's just kind of taking up. It, as it sounds awful, it just feels like it's taking up shelf space. All right, okay. Um, I'm I'm just really not into it, but uh, that's just me personally. I'm I'm not overly enjoying the experience. But I mean, when we were playing it at Eurogamer, yeah, like it was fun to blow shit up, yeah, but not realizing that obviously in a just cause game you blow shit up, but. There's, there's got to be better ways to make it more fun and you know and challenging and do things and it's just very straightforward and you know oh go do that but you've already done it like ten more times before and it's nah mm. I just shrug my shoulders at it and it's like nah you you're alright but again that's that you know that's my experience with it some people could have a, a positive experience but yeah okay what else I found a game. I was watching something and uh, they played a game called Punch Club. Okay. How to describe it? You are a guy that is very, let me just kind of preface this by saying that it's very 80s style. Okay. It's very gorgeous pixel art, a very corny 80s film storyline. Okay. And it's littered with 80s references and predominantly it's, it's basically like a Rocky story. All right, okay. And what you do is you are basically, it's like a sim in a way. Uh, you are controlling this guy who is trying to, you know, build up the ranks in this fight club and all this, that, and the other, and this fighting tournament. And you have to try and manage their happiness. It's like a Tamagotchi in... <laughs> like a rocket a- Tamagotchi. Yeah, basically, because you've got to manage his happiness, his food, his energy intake. Um, But 
during that you've got to start doing training for fights so you train his agility or you train his stamina or you train his strength and you do that through exercise you go to a gym uh you you know you can you train specific areas uh, but in between that obviously you've got to manage your money uh, by doing jobs which reduces your happiness and your energy levels but then you've got to pay money for food and you know it basically things kind of yeah yeah you know impact other areas and you've got to try and find that balance in between while also trying to advance in this fighting tournament but not only that other things start to happen in between right okay kind of like side stories and that sort of stuff and there's some pretty funny stuff in there as well which i'm not going to go too into detail with but i downloaded it on my pc i think it's available for mac as well but don't quote me on that okay uh but it's available on the ipad now the only reason that this game was released is because um do you know like twitch plays pokemon yeah uh basically the the people that made this as far as i'm aware did the same thing with this and they wasn't going to release the game until twitch finished it all right okay and twitch finished it a couple weeks ago so then they just released it on everything and for i think it's 3.99 on the ipad and i spent probably about 10 hours with it on the first day that i bought it it's just an easy sit down, tap on this thing. Oh, you know, make him run on the treadmill for a bit, build his agility up. All right, I got my ass kicked in that fight because this guy had these stats. Well, if I boost this, that, and the other, yeah, yeah. that'll combat that and do all this, that, and the other. And uh, you don't actually fight. You just, it's like um Like football manager type thing. Or... Yeah, yeah, you just watch a fight ensue. Right, and okay. You can unlock like specific moves and that sort of thing as well. But um I'm a. I don't actually know how far I am into the game, but I've obviously played a decent chunk of it. But yeah, yeah. It's not my type of game, but it's super enjoyable. It is just to sit down and oh, just tap on these for a bit. Oh, I could do this, that, and the other, and then it just kind of keeps progressing. Oh, interesting. So it's been a. That's been a fun little distraction. Yeah. And the last one, I just downloaded uh, the Talos Principle. Ah, uh, okay. Didn't you on, have that on um, Steam? I did. Okay. Um, yes, and I was thinking. I I don't know why. Um, That's the Portal esque game, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I still. I've obviously started from the beginning again, but um, yeah, it's fun to go back through some of the puzzles and uh, it, some of them baffle me all over again, all uh, right. even though I've solved them. But it's been a while since I've played it on Steam. But it's one of those where now that it's released on PS4, I can properly, you know, play it and, and do all this, that, and the other. Because even though I've got my gaming laptop, I don't spend a lot of time on it. Yeah, okay. I should do <laughs> for the money that I paid for it, mm. but I, I should do. But uh, but yeah, I saw that and uh, kind of thought, oh, you know, I'll sit down and play that for a bit. And it's still a fun game. I, I recommend... Uh, you know, if, if you kind of like Portland puzzle solving games yeah, and physics yeah. based stuff, it's it's a very fun game. Uh, so I'd recommend uh, anyone to play anything like that. But that's about it. It's more a case of like looking forward to what's coming out soon. Mm. Um, I mean, the well, we were talking about it earlier, but the, the division. Yeah, that's uh, the, beta at the end of this month, isn't it? Yeah, and 
I don't know whether it's fallen into the, the Ubisoft thing of this game looks gorgeous, the first video of the show, and then two, three years later, oh, this doesn't look as good, but hey, there you go, you finally got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Watch Dogs was very much that, but I saw a comparison video that didn't look fantastic compared to the original video that they did. Oh, okay. Um, but then again, I've seen a couple of videos, and it is one of those where I kind of finally want to see what the hell is the division yeah sure there's that and uh the witness okay this game called the witness which is very intriguing it kind of reminded me of is mist right okay yeah uh the, the that's the one that where you're on the island and you're doing puzzly things that's right? right yeah yeah so it kind of reminded me of that i think they announced this game when did the ps4 come out like two years two three years ago yeah well back now it was uh, yeah i think yeah. they announced that when they announced the PS4. Okay. Made by the same guy that did Braid. Right, okay. But uh, yeah, again, that looks very puzzly and Big Island and all that good stuff. So yeah, there's, there's some upcoming stuff, but we are in the January lull, so there's not really a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, so that's about it. Cool. Checkpoint. So what have you been watching? When you've not been gaming? Uh, so I've been watching more Scrubs. Okay. I'm now up to season seven. I've powered through that Bloody show. Bloody hell, fire. You know, when I get watching these things... It's <laughs> <laughs> impressive because I'm sure there's uh, like 20 episodes. Per... It's like 26 episodes per season. And they're 20 minutes long. That That's some going. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, This will be kind of in the... Technically, it's not what I've not read it, but we listened to some podcasts that we'll talk about a bit later. But yeah. off the back of that, I started watching the uh, Netflix documentary "Making a Murderer." Yeah, yeah. And from what I see online, a lot of people are talking about this show, this documentary, and for good reason. Okay. I don't want to give too much away. Obviously, the title does <laughs> give it away, but uh, it's about a guy who is wrongly convicted of something and. Then a few years later, something else happens and it's kind of focusing on the court case, the family surrounding this guy and kind of hearing from people who were um, his lawyers and this, that and the other. And they've built this like 10 episode documentary okay. around this this guy's case and, and all this, that and the other. And it's like a conspiracy theory. Did this guy really do it? Did, the, you know well, this conflicts this and blah, blah, blah. And it's an absolutely fascinating watch. Oh, interesting. Uh, it really is. It, like I say, it's uh, 10 episodes. It, they're hour-long episodes, but it feels like it's one of those where once you've watched one, it's like, oh, I'll just watch one more to see how it goes and you know, yeah, and yeah. keep going with it. And and that's been very fun. Yeah, well, we, the, we've also been watching, um, for, for similar reasons, uh, for this podcast that kind of puts onto it, um, we've both been watching the How to Get Away with Murder, haven't we? Yeah, um, I'm about halfway through season one. Yeah, so I've done season one, and I've already powered through the first four episodes of season two. So I've got uh, I've right. got five episodes left, and then I'm sat waiting till the end of Feb when it comes back. Right. Okay. Then. But yeah, again, I think that's very well done. Um, mm -hmm. I like the premise behind it. There's probably a million things out there that do this but i just think the characters 
just just the whole everything around it is just very very well done uh, i mean we because we've had pretty much everything under dust cloths for the um uh for the last week it's just like right so let's take the one off the tv and we'll we'll, we'll just sit and watch some some netflix and that's how we powered through all these it's easily done yeah yeah but yeah it's, it's amazing how we've moved on to like these courtroom drama things yeah for a good reason yeah it's uh some good stuff but i i other than that there's not really been a lot i've been watching can talk about the the challenge in a little bit but uh apart from how to get away with murder what else you've been watching um so i watched one film uh one film that i've been looking forward to for a while but long story short you know i got the new amp that's got the uh, dolby atmos and the dtsx yeah i found out after doing some reading that none of the amps actually have dtsx on them yet and require a firmware update right okay. so i was like oh, okay no problem um so the the first one that came out in the uk was the x machinima um x machina whatever it's called that was the first one in the uk that was meant to have dtsx it didn't it's got it in the state so so that's annoying then the next one to come out in the uk was american ultra okay so bought the blu-ray had a look on the back we only get 5.1 god damn it i know so i was just like oh well, that's quite annoying um so i watched it anyway and more a fantastic movie yeah i can't tell you a thing about it the, the, all i can say is if you're planning to watch it do not read anything don't read the synopsis don't read anything just put it in and enjoy the film because it'll just go in directions you'd be like huh <laughs> uh, but very good film it's um I guess the only spoiler I could say is if you like Zombieland. Yes, I did like Zombieland a lot. Um, well, it's the same. It's the same dude, and he's in it, and it feels kind of feels like Zombieland and kind of Scott Pilgrim. Oh, two very very good films. Yeah. So, not that it fe- it follows either of those storylines. It just feels like those films. So right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. I finally got around to finishing off Continuum, um, which for me went on a couple of seasons too long. Um, this last season was just meh. <laughs> um, it really didn't end well. Um, it was one of those that started off... Uh, uh, have you seen any of Continuum? I've not even heard of the show. Okay. Um, to, it starts off very interesting. The premise is there are prisoners in the future and they decide to come back to the past to start an uprising um, and unfortunately a cop comes back with them. So you've got a future cop back in our world time. Um, she's trying to hunt down these while trying to fit in as well. That sounds like an interesting practice. Yeah, and to be honest, the first couple of seasons were very good. Um, I just, it, it's like a lot of these things, when they get two or three seasons in, they kind of lose the way and it's just like, mm. right, how do we close this up? And even the last season was only six episodes. So I think they knew it was just like a damp squid at the end. Right, okay. So oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but um, definitely watch the first couple of episodes. I think they're on uh, Netflix. Hmm, I can always give it uh, a look. Yeah, it's not bad. We're after Christmas now, so all my normal TV is starting back up, which is awesome. Um, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine, new season of that, which, again, that just makes me laugh out loud. I have to catch up with that. I've not watched any of the uh, latest episodes of that. Yeah, I think I'm only two or three in, but probably three, I think. Um, but yeah, very good. 
Um, it, it's just keeping on form. It's it's very Scrubs esque. It, it's basically Scrubs in a in a police station. Yeah, yeah. I did uh, think I watched a couple of episodes. It's like, okay, I can. <laughs> I quite like this, and then I think I binge watched like the first two seasons of it. It was like, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Agents of Shields come back now. I've only watched the first episode of that, but it felt different in a good way. Okay. Um, it's almost like they'd had an injection of money. Right, okay. And suddenly CG looked good, the acting felt good, The just the uh, the directing um, just felt better. It felt a lot snappier. It felt like one of the Marvel films as opposed to a, just a, a spin-off TV series. Bloody hell. Gotham started again. So again, that the first episode of that, that started really strong. I really need to catch up with Gotham. I really do. Yeah, season one was good. Um, season two has started very strong. I do like Gotham a lot. Yeah. Uh, the the premise is interesting, although I do feel like the shoehorn some characters in there unnecessarily. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I, I kind of like where it's going now. Um, my only fear, and I'm kind of hoping this doesn't happen, is... Because we've currently got like um, Arrow and uh, Flash. My gut feel is Supergirl is probably going to do a crossover with those. I, mm. I just really hope they don't all disappear into Gotham for reasons. I don't think they can. I think the I think Gotham and Flash and Arrow, I think they're all on completely different channels. In America, at least. Right, okay. I th- believe Flash and... Arrow on yeah, the same network. They I think do it's crossovers. Um, but it's like when Supergirl starts, it's got a very similar intro to Flash, as if it's by the same studio. That one could be, but I think Gotham is on a completely different channel. So right, okay, that makes me happy. Yeah, I think that's completely separate because um, crap, Victor Zaz in Gotham, the bald dude with no eyebrows. Yes, I think he appears in. Is it? arrow but it's a completely different character oh okay so there's yeah there's no kind of crossovers with them but i'd like gotham to kind of stay where it is yeah yeah um mind you i think that would make it probably a bit difficult because the characters are all aged differently true true so yeah you can stay in solitude over there yeah so apart from that that's that's all i've really watched i i know Pretty much this week, I will have got through um, the rest of How to Get Away with Murder. And mm-hmm. what I've decided to do today is, because um, the new X-Files is out end of this month, isn't it? Oh, bloody hell, yes, it is. So then I realized that I didn't get any further than about season three of X-Files. And I, I had a look at it's on Amazon Prime. So I was like, hmm, it- there's some binge watching to do there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're really going to go through all of them? I I do that. I can't miss an episode. Um, if if I binge watch something, I'll watch the lot. Is it not like eight or nine seasons of that show? Uh, there's nine seasons, yeah. Good God. I, I'm not going to get through them all before the new new one comes out, but it'd be nice to, you know, break the back of them. Yeah. I d- I've, I'm obviously too young to appreciate X-Files, but I do remember watching them. Yeah. Not in any form of order or anything like that, but I remember some of those episodes scaring the shit out of me. But Yeah, there were always... Uh, I was the same. I, I kind of watched sporadic episodes. And I think it was only about a year ago we decided to just start at the beginning and go through them. Mm-hmm. 
and then other stuff stuff happened um i, I don't know the tv came out or whatever or we just got bored um but i was, I was like oh yeah i never did finish x-files and it's a appropriately nerdy so yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see how that's <laughs> aged because i don't believe that will have gone too well probably not no yeah okay so the final bit of this section is um the terry's 80s film challenge well that <laughs> it should be called that because pretty much every film has been 80s now yeah pretty much um so i challenge you to go and watch ferris bueller's day off yes you did what were your thoughts and how has that aged what an amazing film oh good that, that, that's I, i'm happy it still holds up um i think i'm watching it in a nostalgic eyes in that this is like a perfect 80s time capsule yeah yeah of a film and uh I just had a massive smile on my face pretty much through the majority of that film. Oh, very good. It's the the storyline and everything is is, you know, appropriately ridiculous of uh, someone who is able the, the cool kid who's able to to get away with bunking off a stu- uh, school for a day and uh, grab his friend and his uh, girlfriend in some very silly hijinks, but uh yeah, John Hughes is a very good director. Yeah, yeah. He did the Home Alone films afterwards, right? I believe it was John Hughes that did the Home Alone films. Possibly. Or at least he wrote them. But uh, yeah, it was a very good film. That head teacher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the things that go on in that film is, uh, yeah, very ridiculous. But it just screamed of the 80s. Yeah, very much so. Even the hairdos and... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm guessing you had some fondness of it back in the day. Have you been back to watch that film? Um, I watched it years? probably about six months ago. It was on. It was on TV, and I mm-hmm. caught from about the middle onwards. And I watched it. I'm just like, this is brilliant. That feels like a film that's probably going to be added to my collection. Yeah, yeah. I know it's on Netflix, but you know, it feels like something that belongs in. A collection. It feels like an eighties classic. Does that one? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and I get some pop culture references now. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because to be honest, Ferris Bueller is is referenced hell of a lot. You'll you'll see it in a lot of Simpsons and things like that. Yeah, I think that's where I've seen some of the stuff from. It's like I'm not getting what you're throwing at me here, and then I'm seeing this, and it's like ah, that makes a lot of sense now. But yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, no. It, overall, it's it, it's an amazing film. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just it's just an easygoing film. Yeah. And, you know, like I say, it's just very very quintessential 80s in the, that you've got the cool kid and you've got, you know, the bratty sister. You've got the, you know, like I said, there's a lot of hijinks that go on in that film. But, uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that film a lot. Like I say, massive smile on my face the entire time I was watching it. Oh, very good. In fact, I was watching... Um... I don't know what I was watching. I was watching something the other day. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. All oh, right. I'm sure somewhere had a banner saying, Save Ferris. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Well, that sorry. Was... It wasn't Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was um, um, Robot Chicken. Oh, was it? Yeah, there was just a banner up saying, Save Ferris. And it was just like, even after all these years, it still gets referenced. Well, that was the thing. It was like just this silly thing of this kid pretending to be sick and then just the further through the film 
like just more and more people knew that he was sick and like that he needed a new kidney. Yeah. It extended to the point of where they're at the baseball or the, is it the baseball game? And then on Wrigley Field sign, it just says save Ferris yeah, on there. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? This is dumb. I mean, a newspaper has it on there as well. And you've got to think these were days before social media or anything like that. So it'll have all been word of mouth. I think it's that absurdity that, that I appreciated quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I read online that people think that Ferris is a figment of Cameron's imagination. No, because there's too much. There's too much there with his sister and stuff. Yeah, uh, they they were saying that that he was like the the cooler, the more outgoing uh, personality. But I can kind it, of see that. But it's it's like because with him willing to get him out of bed when he's sick and do all this that and the other. But. Uh, yeah, it's it was a interesting little thing, but uh, and then fucking Charlie Sheen just out of nowhere makes a random cameo as this druggy dude. Yeah, yeah, he does in the <laughs> in the police station. Yeah, it was just random, but uh, but no, overall it was that was a very very good recommendation. That's probably the best film you've recommended to me so far. Oh, fantastic! I yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I I must admit I was watching um, How to Get Away with Murder, and in mm. one of the episodes. There's Cameron, as he is now. Oh, really? Yeah, it played a part of it. He was like a detective or something, but it was just like, my word, how you've aged. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing, because Matthew Broderick, um, you know, the kind of, as awful as it sounds, the first film I'd really seen him in was Godzilla. Right, okay. Fuck. It's not a very good introductory film to watch him in, but new, uh, new. yeah, this was... Uh, much much better role um but uh yeah there was uh, some good stuff but yeah i can imagine that they didn't age very well Checkpoint done. okay so that's games done that's what we've been watching done so tell me terry what have you been reading <laughs> nothing uh, i have been listening to things though because we stated in I think I believe the previous episode that listening to things is like reading, but for the years. Yeah, I agree. It should be a tagline for these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, there, there was two podcasts that were featured on uh, that was talked about on Midlife Gamer. That's right. Yeah. Um, and you'd you'd mentioned that you'd listened to them as well briefly offline, but uh, uh, the first one was the message. Yeah. Which, bearing in mind, this is something that we've both listened to, but uh, uh, the message and serial—that's right, yeah. Um, produced by, well, I think it's like the number one downloaded podcast. Serial is, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the message. I kind of binged listened to that in an afternoon, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, the ending was—it felt a little cop out-ish, but interesting. A little bit, yeah. But I, I remember getting the text from you just saying, oh my God, I've just heard it. Yeah. And now, <laughs> to be fair, when I first listened to it, I'm like, God, that's weird, man. It, it was like watching uh, the film The Ring. I had that same right. kind of like creepy <laughs> vibe from that. It did feel very creepy. And then obviously when things start to really kick off, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. But uh, obviously that's a, you know, that's a very well acted uh Podcast is that I'm finding that these really it's similar vein to uh, Hunt the Truth. Yes, very much. 
these really well acted audio plays um, with really well done production um, and sound design and, and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, this was a very engrossing uh, listen. Mm. Oh, just, just before we go on, I was I was looking mm. the other day and I don't know why, but did you know Hunt the Truth had Troy Baker? Really? It had Mark Hamill. Huh. And it had, um, it, who plays Harley? Is it Tara, Tara Stone, is it? Uh, Tara Strong. Strong, sorry. Um, yeah, she was in it as well. Bloody hell. So that, that's probably why it sounded so bloody good. <laughs> I really enjoyed Hunt the Truth, God damn it. Yeah. So Serial, we both listened to it. So first season I thought was absolutely amazing. Yes. I was slightly annoyed that it didn't conclude anything and I really hope they go back to finish it off. It felt like the last episode was like a right bite and it's like, what? Yeah. You, you concluded nothing. You didn't close anything there. It just left it open to interpretation as to what happened. Yeah. Uh, and to be totally spoiler free, I mean... They were reporting on real live events, so you can actually Google this guy and find out what's going on. And it seems what was discussed in the first season has helped him. Right, because I I must admit I did a fair bit of googling myself, mm. like who is this person? You know the the you know, um, and just kind of going through the case and that sort of thing. Some really in depth stuff on there. But because uh, initially I'm listening to like the first 10, 15 minutes of it. And I believe I text you and said, is, is this real? Yeah. <laughs> or is this like a, cause I'd just come off the back of the message and it's like, is this real or is this acted? Cause it's really fucking well done if it is. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it's very good. How, but what is it? 10, 12 episodes long? Yeah. It wasn't many. Um, yeah. Some of them were up to an hour, but uh, some of them were down to about 20 minutes. They weren't very long. But, it's definitely worth a listen to. Yeah, well, uh, and that's what sparked us watching all these uh, courtroom murder mystery type stuff. Yeah, I mean, making a murderer for me has felt like the closest to that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, in a lot of ways, I, but I won't get into it specifically because it, it feels like it's one of those where you do need to watch it yourself to, to properly understand you know, what's going on, and I don't want to be saying too much about it. I just encourage people to watch it. Okay, interesting. But yeah, season two of Serial, to, not catching me. Uh, to be fair, I've continued with it. It feels a little too commercial now, so it's bookended by adverts. And the story, yes, this guy was a Muppet and kind of ran away and kind of got kidnapped and it's his story. And, and, and some of the stuff is quite interesting. I mean, there's been a number of escapes and it's talking about those, but... The stuff when he's in the cell and just, yeah, I was sat there in the dark for all these days and et cetera, et cetera. It's just like, meh. <laughs> well, I know it sounds horrible, but it's not as intriguing as a murder mystery case. Because, I mean, the guy's been interviewed, so you know he gets out. Yeah. Well, I think this specifically stayed at the beginning of the first episode, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, the, this uh, serial, at least season one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very well done and it does go to some very interesting places yeah very much so but yeah that's about it really that's all i've been kind of listening to okay well based on what you were saying uh last week uh, sorry last episode is i picked up the first two issues of batman and teenage mutant ninja turtles 
Uh, okay. Very I good. I really, really like it. I mean, I, when you de- described it to me, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to give that a try. <laughs> um, and I see what you mean. The very first episode, you haven't really got a clue what's going on. It's just like, no. well, why are the turtles and things in Gotham? <laughs> um, but I, I love how they brought the characters across. Um, everybody's acting as they should do. So you got mm-hmm. you got Mikey just being a bit of a dick. And, and just everybody being as they are. I mean, some of the stuff like Raph as well, because Raph's the angry one. Mm-hmm. And even the way he's been drawn is like eye band is all tattered and stuff. Yeah. And I just thought that was really well done. Uh, so I've read the second episode and I really like it. It's, um, I know more of the story. I've got a rough idea why they're there. I've seen some mm-hmm. fights between people that would normally reside in Gotham and people that would normally reside in the sewers. And that's that's kind of an interesting dynamic because they're both from very dark and brooding uh, franchises. Yeah, yeah. So to have these, you know, building interest in new stories, even if it is a short run, uh, is is, well, be, is quite fascinating. To be fair, I mean, uh, when I got to the end of like episode, sorry, I keep saying episode. Um, when I got uh, to the end of the first comic and to the end of the second there was some advertisements for other short uh six episode things i was like hmm i can get behind these because these are it's only taking what 10 15 minutes per per comic to read yeah and it was filling enough story it wasn't dragging out um so i mean just suggesting that if if somebody's going to suggest that maybe something i read in future that maybe they should select a a, a smaller Uh six episode thing Uh (laughs) uh-huh Just same, uh, and then apart from that, I've um, as I've been uh, quite busy at work. I've been um, so I was looking for Star Wars audiobooks because mm-hmm. um, because obviously we've recently seen Star Wars, and I thought, ah, oh, let's just see what there is out there. Now I know there's loads, and there's absolutely loads. There's a story before, there's story after, um, but I found one that was that's apparently deemed as canon. So okay. it's between uh, Jedi and The Force Awakens. Mm. And it's apparently meant to fill the gap and apparently meant to be canon. Apparently. It's called Star Wars Aftermath. Okay. To be fair, I'm not blown away. Um, mm-hmm. I'm three hours into this uh, 12-hour book. I was kind of hoping that it'd be like, right, so we know all the cast that's in uh, The Force Awakens. We know the story that's in Force Awakens. So hopefully I'll get a lot of backstory on these people and it will lead up to the events and everything will be happy. Mm. What it seems to be doing is spawning up three or four different stories. And I think they're all going to kind of converge at some point. But apart from the odd mention of the rebels and the odd mention of Han and Leia, they haven't been involved yet. Right. Is this done from a specific perspective even though there's four separate stories or is this just an overarching this is what's going on over here this is what's going on over yeah here. yeah very much so okay and, and the hardest bit is so it's very well produced so you've got all the proper sound effects okay you've got you've got an amazing narrator the guy i look on um, imdb and he's he's done quite a lot of voice acting on um, like a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff all right okay but his narration voice sounds like a cross between um uh, kind of like Zap Brannigan from Futurama and, and Fry. 
Um, so, you know, like when you hear the, you'll hear almost like an announcer narration mm-hmm. in Futurama, that's his normal voice. Okay. But this guy is playing 20, 30 different characters. Right. And he's just so versatile. He's he's just switching these this females. This, this, he's just very, very, very good. Mm. Um, excellent voice actor. But the thing is, there'll be one scene. I mean, I was like, listen to one earlier, and there was basically there was a bar fight scene, and it's telling you all about that. Then it switches to another scene where there's um, other characters in a like speedy bike race, and it takes maybe thirty seconds to give it. Hang on, where which bit are we on now? Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay, I know where we are now again. But three hours in, I'm kind of getting to know the characters, but it just feels like I don't know. I. Hopefully, I'll have got to the end of it by by the next episode, and I'll be able to tell you what it was like as an entirety. But mm-hmm. at the moment, it just feels a bit all over the place, and I don't really feel it's benefiting the whole Star Wars canon story. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're hating it or anything like that. I think it it, it sounds like more give it a bit more time and see. Yeah, because something might happen later on where you know it it does start to make sense and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, very much so. It, but but again, they're introducing all these characters, and I'm not sure where they're going. Or I I don't remember any of the names ever getting mentioned in um, the Force Awakens. So yeah. I'm just like, well, if these are just throwaway characters, then how the hell can this be canon? Yeah, I mean, before Disney bought out Lucasfilms, wasn't all the oh they they had this really confusing thing, didn't they? Where the books was like a alternate. It was canon, but it was like an alternate universe version, or yeah, something uh, like that. And then didn't Disney like no, none of that's canon? And then all of the like every book and every side piece isn't now officially canon, which is is random. But maybe these are focusing on characters that might be introduced in later films. Yeah, possibly. I mean, who knows? But yeah, the, I mean, to be, as as you rightly said, I'm not hating it. Um, I'm not loving it either. But to be fair, it it's okay having something to listen to. It sounds like because I mean we've we obviously listened to Armada and Ready Player One. Yes, it's, and that was it's not that was just Will those. Wheaton. Yeah, that was just Will Wheaton narrating it. I'm talking more about the production side of things, the fact that this has got sound effects and and all this that and the other to it as well. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of something that I was striving for with Ready Player One. I wish they'd have had sound effects to it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's. It sounds like maybe you just need to give it a bit more time and maybe see how you get on with it. Um, yeah, well, well, to be fair, when <laughs> what I tend to do, uh, I listen to my podcasts and then any time I've got remaining, I'll, I'll then put into uh, listening to this audiobook. Yeah. So, yeah. No, fair enough. Um, I guess just finally the challenge, I, I <laughs> give the Dark Phoenix saga another go and I, I quit. You've had a month to read this. Yep, I, I tried and I tried and I tried and I tried. Unfortunately, I don't have my iPad with me. Um, otherwise, I'd read some extracts from it. But I, I shit you not, there, were, there was one page, and I bet there was 200 words on that page. There, there was a cell with a header and a description of what was happening in the cell. And then you had each of the people saying something. And then you get to the next cell and then you'd have all the thoughts and feelings in the top bit. And then you'd have <laughs> them saying things. And then you cut to another scene and it'd be like, and it was just so descriptive. And it's just like, uh, so 
I don't see myself ever completing it. I wasn't enjoying it. I think there was just too much going on for me to enjoy the story. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you tell me that uh, once you've got a quarter of the way into it, it really chills out and you can just get on with the story. But no. I had a flick through and it looked the same all the way through. Yes, it is. Uh, yes. Yeah, I just didn't enjoy it. So no. I, I didn't do this in a, in a sense to to punish you. It was more of a case of... I, I I wanted you to see like different eras of 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 comic books, and this came from an era where the uh, the cells are that you know the each panel just doesn't the drawing's not up to standard where it's descriptive enough in in its art style. Yeah, sure. And um, so you know you need these panels to explain where they are, what they had for lunch. <laughs> yeah. What, what they're wearing, why they're wearing, you know, it's. Stuff like that. I mean, I think I said to you before, because uh, I was, you. What did you get? Like eight, nine pages into it? Yeah, I, I think in total, I got about twenty pages in. Oh, right, you did too bad then. But, but it's just uh, too much, too much. Well, I think like the beginning of each, every time you see Wolverine, it's like, oh, he's got adamantium. It's the strongest metal known to man, and his body's completely made of it, and blah blah blah. It's like we know. <laughs> Then the next issue explains the exact same thing anytime they introduce Wolverine. Yeah. And it's I think it's the exact same blurb as well. But I understand why they do it from an individual issue basis, but in the form of a graphic novel with all of them together. Yeah, yeah. I apologize about that. I will find no, no, you something okay. a bit easier to <laughs> uh, maybe find was, you something um, a bit easier to read. It was intriguing. Um it, it was it was interesting to attempt to read it and see how things have changed if that makes sense. Yeah. So even the art style and everything was a bit iffy. Yeah. Compared to some of the recent stuff that I've read. But again, everything moves on, doesn't it? Um, but I just found it a li- I, I think there was just too much to read that took the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you initially pointed out to me, I was like, oh, that sounds brilliant. Oh, you they made that into the X-Men movie. Oh, yeah, I'll get behind that. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing because, you know, the introduction of Phoenix and, and that sort of thing in the films was... I was going to say interesting, but Last Stand was pretty rough as a mm. film. But uh, this, you know, obviously was the original, the version of uh, how Dark Phoenix came to be. But uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it's a bit of a time capsule of comic books, and it's a bit of a rough time, to be honest with you. Okay. But yeah, I will find you something a bit easier to uh, to read next time. But yeah, I see in the notes there that you've said, fuck this. So okay. I can tell you didn't like it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So we're getting towards the end. Um, just kind of catch up on some of the stuff. So my challenge I set myself for the new year was Assassin's Creed games. To be fair, I've only got another hour into it. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to play Borderlands with you instead. Yep. Um, so I, I will do better with that. Mass Effect, have you started? No, because we were playing Borderlands the entire <laughs> time. Uh, yeah, I think for the past two weeks we've been playing Borderlands. Yeah, sure. Whether together or not. Okay. Um, the driving challenge. How are you getting on? I have a couple of driving lessons in. You, you, it's good times, good stuff. Well, you've got the booked in or you've had driving lessons? No, I've had a couple of lessons. Oh, fantastic. I save these things for the podcast, you know, I don't necessarily tell you in the text form. But yeah, it's it's been good. It's uh, I have had some driving lessons before, but they were, what, about two, three years ago. Okay. Uh, so this is more of a refresher, but it's amazing how quickly it's coming back. Oh, that's good. So it's, uh, I'm feeling good about it. It's, it's nice to, uh, to be out and about in it again. So yeah, no, it's a couple lessons in 
I don't know if I'm going to hit June, but we'll see. Um, I did look. You've got 17 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to bump it up to two-hour lessons. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, uh, as I said, if by the end or I should say the beginning of June, um, you've actually got a driving test booked in, then you get the game. Okay. So cool. I think that's fair. Yeah, that, that seems fair. Just yeah, as long sure. as you don't say it. Obviously, <laughs> the instructor needs to be buying in on this as well. So it's just not. Right. Okay. I want, I want to book the test. I'm like, you're nowhere near it. No, I need to do it. <laughs> so if I say I book the test by this date, can we get me up to a point of where I can do this? But no, that's that's agreeable. That's fine. Okay. But yes, I'm, uh, yeah, making you proud. Oh, very good. <laughs> Okay, well, that's it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at podcast at checkpointdone.com. Um, follow us on Twitter at checkpointdone. Visit the website, which I have been told that there is going to be another review going up there soon. That'll be a whole two. That'll be a whole two. Yeah, we really do need to uh, pull his fingers out on that. Oh, I need to pull my finger out yeah. on that one. Um, so that's at checkpointdone.com. And if you want to find us both on our personal Twitters, I am at D5120 and Terry is at foxhounder01. Yes. Okay, well, that's it for now. And we'll see you in two weeks. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.